All right, we're going to start the show. You Do you want me... Can I not use bumper music this time? Can I do something different? Yeah. All right. What do you mean? All right, let's try it. <laughs> I guess that's our official start to the show. Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Try it. So glad bit. you're with us. Yeah. Uh, what do you, is that like a mainstay now? Is that how we're going to no, do it? No, <laughs> I just wanted to try something different. Hey, what's coming up kind on the program? Fun. What's coming up on the program today is Mike Shaw is in the building. He'll be with us for Right On Way Off. I have a Salvage by God deep dive, and we normally start out with the granny rant right here where we do the here's Emily, blah, 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 blah. but you had said yeah. you didn't want to do that because you your your content you said wasn't really a. It's not a granny rant, really. Ooh. I want to I want to talk about it, but that I really want to get your. I want to have I want to have a discussion. It's not really okay. a brain rant. So okay, I don't so know. you want to do let's, a talk show bit about a bit? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Let's, let's, Is that that little video? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you want to do a, a talk video. show around that? We're going to talk about that. Okay. Not Granny so, Rant style. Not monologue style. Got it. Why don't we go ahead and start with the salvaged by God deep dive, and then we'll pick up the whatever you want to call this. I don't know. Okay. The the news for the day. It's not even news either. Okay. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> it's not a granny rant, though. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, what you're, what you're saying? Deep dive. You want that right now? Yes. Okay. I'll do that. I'm right. <laughs> if if I can't do improv, I can't can't do life. That so, was a nice yeah, little glimpse into our psyche, right I, there. I have my yes, deep dive we function ready. that way on yeah. quite a bit of stuff. Let me ask anyway. you this: as we get into the deep dive today, okay. yes. What percentage of recorded human history, mm-hmm. actual recorded human history, do you think has been War free, no wars anywhere, oh. no conflict between human beings. No conflict, no wars no anywhere. Yeah, not much. Humans have any. been entirely at peace for just blank percent of our history, and I have a number. I'm going to say three percent of our history. Good guess. I was going to say like twenty five. Oh, turns out it's eight. <laughs> I am quite <laughs> the pessimist. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I raised I raised four kids, two boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Wars there's all this talk about World War Three. <laughs> yeah. And there if you is. do any kind of just it's, you know, you know cursory study, uh, cursory perusing of the internet, the mm-hmm. interweb, you will find that there is conflicts everywhere, and other conflicts about to happen. Right. And right now, there you know even in the Red Sea and in near Taiwan and in Ukraine and Israel. I mean, it's everywhere. But yeah. Eight percent of our human history, we've been at peace. And Charles Spurgeon had a simple observation. Okay, he said this, and this is going to be my sermon for this Sunday. So, is he tapped into this knowledge a little bit? Is that what it, he's talking about? That specifically wartime, or is no. this just a side note? No, no. Okay, got it. It's it's just to reinforce Spurgeon's simple observation. Yes, he said, "Without Christ, there is no hope." Hmm. Without Christ, there is no hope. As many as a billion people have been killed in war so far. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. So here's the good news in Luke 10, or I'm sorry, 19 verse 10. It says, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Mm -hmm. No one wins in war. Everybody's lost, right? Yeah. And so John MacArthur is right when he said, the only hope for this or any other society is to hear the word of the Lord and obey. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that's that. That's true. A lot. That is true. And that really that hope true. is very real. Every person who obeys the word of God is transformed by the Spirit of God. It says that in Second Corinthians five seventeen. And you know what happens? What happens? Manifests itself in peace and manifests itself as the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians mm-hmm. five twenty two. Now, 
Such people pursue what makes for peace. Okay? Be the kind of people that pursue to make for peace. Where's right. that? Romans 14, yeah. 19. Yeah. And then it says, strive for peace with everyone, Hebrews 12, 14. Yep. And do you do that? Do I do that? Is that what we do? I get, I, I have what's known as a granny rant. I don't think so. <laughs> Not all the time. No, no, and that's my point. When somebody says, yeah. do you do that? Are you a seeker of peace? The answer is, yes, I am. Okay. You know, but no, I'm not. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, but yes, I am. But yeah. no, I, so these, these matter of fact things, it's like parenting. Okay. When you're raising kids, there's certain things that you know are absolute truth, but you also know that, that you, you have to, you know, be, be pliable and flexible in certain right. situations. Right. And you know that, you know, sometimes there's really stubborn parenting that is not helpful to the child. Right, right. And other times there is really weak parenting where they're just wanting their child to be their buddy mm -hmm. that is also harmful to the child. Right. So what is it? You know, I mean, should I be stand firm? Should I be stubborn? Sometimes. Should I be strict or should I be lenient? Yeah. Well, yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So as a result, a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by who? It's in James 3.18, by those who make peace. And so that's one of the things that I'd really like us to focus on yeah. uh, as we uh, as we continue with our Salt and Light Sermon series. Uh, episode three, or mm -hmm. I'm sorry, part three was yesterday at mm -hmm. uh, Fresh Encounter Church in the main auditorium in Harlan, Iowa. If you're ever in the neighborhood, you need to stop by. This is the place to be, 945 every Sunday morning. And so today I've been really focusing on hope. And okay. that led me to kind of peace. And I had this article uh, that I got about World War III coming, and there was some scripture references in there, and that just became the, the you know, the spiritual or the uh, salvage by God deep dive. Okay. Because the reality is, is that I want people to be salt and light for these times. If World War III is coming, even if it's not the end of days and Jesus doesn't return, that means there's going to be enough harm and conflict out there. Did your heart not break on October 7th when, when Hamas did what they did, yeah. mine was just shattered because right. we know so many people over there. Mm -hmm. um, what about the Ukraine war? It's been going on for two years now. Yeah. And, you know, the, just all of this, the, the Taiwan stuff and just, you know, what what is the name of the rebels that Iran backs that is now doing these little things and we're fighting back with the Brits over yeah, the Red who Sea? who knows? I don't it, know. It's, it's everywhere. I know. It really is. So yesterday I had the message about joy being salt and light. Mm -hmm. Salt and light part two and part one, you can go find that on YouTube, search Salvage by God. That's the only place that it's it's in, in video form right now. We're going to probably add a Rumble channel and, and stuff like that. Subscribe. Subscribe to this show. Subscribe to that show or that teaching platform. But wherever you get podcast content, you can get the audio versions of these messages just by searching Salvage by God. Yes, Bible Idiots is still listed if you have an iPhone, we can't get that little, uh, what do they call it? Placard? Graphic. Graphic. <laughs> we can't get that graphic to, we can't get that graphic to, uh, but see, boy, to, to we move. have sound effects. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I got Mike Shaw's microphone on. My voice. <laughs> That's graphic wink. So we can't get the graphic to change. But anyway, search okay. Salvage by God, yes. part one, part two, Salt and Light, and then part three is Joy. Part four this weekend is going to be based on hope. Oh, good. And we the, need that. The hope is in the Word of God. Right. And also I'm going to combo in wheat and tares. Okay. And so just as a little preview for next week, um, wheat and tares, you know, the concept is, is that you don't call somebody a non-Christian 
or tell, say that non-Christian, I believe you're a terror. You you have to go because you right. look like the wheat. No, it's also in our own spirit that we have okay. wheat and tares in our spirit. Okay. And that tear is kind of like some deception. Yeah. And sometimes if you go hardcore against somebody and try to tear that, uh, tear that tear out of them. Yeah. Uh, you pull up a lot of wheat too. You 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 know. Right. You get what I'm. Right. Does that make sense right. to you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As far as like you come in contact with another Christian, maybe they're a young believer, maybe they're a new believer, or maybe they just came in contact with something they had never heard before and swallowed it hook, line, and sinker, whatever. Um, you have to remember that the wheat is there and still needs to be tended. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I like that. I think All that's right. really good. Is that is that your salvage? That's my by salvage God? by God deep oh, dive. Just good. a little devotional about World yeah. War Three. Be encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was because good, Chris, you and I good. do this every once in a while, and this is why. You know, it talks about three strands are not easily broken. Right. Um, but you'll come home and we'll be talking about something, whether it's something in the news or something in the family or something we heard somewhere. And one of us will get very upset about it and probably rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And the other one will listen. But then, you know what? You're right. But it's not worth Fill in the blank. It's not yeah. worth ruining the entire evening over, or it's not worth, right. you know, uh, splitting that relationship, you know. And so, and, and it's far, also not wise to say, "Can we move on now?" Before <laughs> she's had a chance to fully express herself. I had a lot of thoughts going through my. <laughs> I thought head. I listened to all those thoughts. Yeah, Boy, it, no, that was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, as and I was just going to go back to that scripture where as far as it depends on you, mm-hmm. live in peace. Live in so, peace. Yeah. And if my voice is a little off, I had that. more dental work done today. And so, yeah, yeah we're struggling. But anyway, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being part of this on FreshRoadMedia.com yes. and on YouTube, Rumble, or wherever you get podcast content. Subscribe to No Apology with Emily and Chris. And uh, tell your friends, leave a comment, do something to encourage us. You can always email Emily, E-M-I-L-E-E at freshroadmedia.com if you'd like to weigh in on the show, give a word of encouragement, or even some criticism in love, of course, because that's where they always start. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to tell you the truth in love. We'd love to hear your comments. We'd love to hear your comments. My favorite, by the way, out of all that, because we used to get hundreds and hundreds of emails. Yeah. Most of them were encouraging, but there was always those detractors that wanted to tell you the truth in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite of all time is about, because I was reading in... uh, Corinthians today about the, you know, being the, the body of Christ and how yeah. we have many parts and, you know, we're, we're just one body with many parts. And somebody, <laughs> do you, you remember the email? They called me, Chris Danielson, the armpit of the body of Christ. <laughs> Could be worse. You know you're making an impact <laughs> with your broadcast journalism. <laughs> When they call you the armpit of the body. All right. Anyway, what are are we doing now? Uh, Well, um, there's this really interesting video that went out on on the interweb. On the web. (laughs) On the information superhighway. And I actually had to watch it a couple times. Let me tell you about it. And then I want you and I to talk about it, Chris. Uh, Bobby Altoff, you're not going to know these people, okay? They're not Christian by any stretch of the imagination. They're just 
in the media realm. Bobby Altoff, she is an aspiring comedian and she has her own podcast. And she was going to interview a woman by the name of Suki. We okay. call her Suki for short. She has a whole longer name, which I don't know even how okay. to say it, whatever. How big of a podcast was it? Uh, I don't even know. Because when I when I saw her, I thought I recognized her from somewhere. Well, you maybe very well did. You know, the, 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 the <laughs> interviewer. In media. What, what's the interviewer's name again? Uh, Bobby Altoff. Yeah, I thought I saw her before. Anyway, maybe she she's a YouTube like, influencer for younger yeah, people or something. Yeah. I don't know. She looks I like someone that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, she started interviewing this uh, woman named Suki. Suki. And Suki is a fairly well-known person in that she was a reality television personality and a rapper. Okay, so that's what she is. She was on a reality yeah. show. Then she started making music with her rapping. And Bobby is going to introduce uh, Suki. Okay? Mm -hmm. And Suki calls herself a mogul. Okay, so Bobby's introducing her, bringing her on the show, and she's wanting to tell, tell the audience who this Suki person is. And some extraordinary confusion unraveled over who or what Suki is. And you have to listen to it for yourself. All right. If you're watching, you can see the video. Uh, but listen very carefully to how this short little introduction goes. All right, let's play it. Here's the clip. That you're a musician. But that's why I'm interviewing you today, so I can get to know you. So I'm a musician. Mm -hmm. What the f*** that mean? Make magic or something? What is musician? I think that's, I think you're confusing that. Yeah, I'm not no musician. I, I make music. I make I, music. I, and that's not all I do. I make music. I act. I'm a TV star, too, a young mogul. Uh -huh. I, just really quick, I think you're confusing. I'm not confusing nothing because I, you you don't know. I, you thought that all I was was a magician or whatever you said. See, that's what I think you think I said. No, I said musician, not what, magician. I don't think, baby. But I don't think. What I, is that? That's ghetto. I don't think. I know. So you you think? I didn't say magician, Suki. I said musician. And I think you are a musician. No, baby. I do music. So you just really, just really quick. For the record, could you say you don't think you're a musician? I'm not none of that. But then after that, you just said, I do music. Yeah, I do music. So in other yeah. words, you're a musician. No, I'm not. Okay. So that was how the interview started. Mm -hmm. And of course, it went viral because it seemed so crazy. Um, and then Suki did come back with a response saying, no, I stand by everything. She stands by everything she says, saying that... She identifies. She is going to tell people who she is. Other mm -hmm. people don't tell her who she is. Now, right. I wanted to play that, not to laugh at her or to make fun of her or anything like that, uh, even though that's, you know, a lot of what's going on online. I think a lot of people are. When I look at it, I have right. a different take, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, moment, and that was my first, my, my initial thought was just like, wow, that's just silly, insane. But then I started thinking a little bit more deeply about it. And it is really a stark illustration about where our society and our culture is headed. So Suki basically decrees that uh, Bobby is wrong for saying that she is a musician, even though she makes music, and that she believes herself to be not wrong in thinking that a musician does magic. <laughs> I mean, it's there was a lot of confusion, but she just stood her ground in what she said and what she thought. Now, she uses a really interesting phrase in there. She says, I think 
because um, Bobby says, I think you think I said magician and I didn't. I said musician. And Suki's response is, I think that's so ghetto. I don't think I know. Mm-hmm. And so there's there was like a tremendous obstinance there. I don't know how they did the rest of the interview, and I didn't even watch the rest of the interview, but I think Yeah, it that clip's really, the only thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it really gets to the heart of, here's the question that I want to talk to you about, Chris. When we encounter people like this, and, and we encounter them every day, mm-hmm. um, it's becoming more and more common. Is it possible to share the gospel with someone of that of that person, I don't even know what the word is, of that demeanor or of that mindset. That's a better way to, to do it. Yeah. Is it possible to share the gospel with someone in that mindset? What, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, when you say, is it possible, the answer is yes. Is it going to be effective? The chances are very, very slim, mm-hmm. which means you probably would want to... Um, Move on. I mean, the gal didn't even have a chance to get the interview started. Right. And so what I would call what I saw, and it being as fair as possible here, mm-hmm. I saw confusion mixed with arrogance Yeah, and just on display that you ain't the boss of me. That whole yeah. you ain't the boss of me, you ain't going to tell me nothing. And and again, um, you know... I don't ha- I don't know I don't think this particular issue has anything to do with race on either side no. whether it was a white interviewer and, and a and a black mogul uh superstar whatever the case might be. Yeah. But it is it is arrogance that cannot see its way past that it might have confusion. It's pretty obvious to me that she just confused the word musician right. with magician and it's possible that she did not understand that the word musician means somebody who plays music she, right she maybe never heard of it look i was like 18 19 years old long way too old to not mm-hmm. know that the word medicinal <laughs> meant <laughs> that it was some sort of you know medicine that was trying i didn't know what medicinal meant i'd never heard that term before yeah. and so it's possible that suki had never heard the word musician before and so she just immediately started to stop and then correct. And then, no, I don't think she doubled down on like, I know I'm wrong, but I'm going to play this out. I think she just didn't understand the word and then decided to try to, you know, try to say fake it till you make it yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But this is a portrait of confusion wrapped up in arrogance, refusing to accept that somebody might have something to share with you. Right. And by the way, we see it in biblical uh world all the time and people that want to know Jesus uh they they want to have this be true they want to have that be true versus right. is it actually biblical is it actually true yeah and now, i hope that makes sense and adds to your conversation one of the things that you said that i thought it really stood out to me was she kept referring to herself as a mogul and she does she refers to herself mm-hmm. as a mogul so i thought well is that true <laughs> so <laughs> You know me. Uh, my my idea of what a mogul is, uh, I think early on the term was used for just those industrial icons like yeah. Ford, you know, um, and people that. See, just... I thought I was a mogul, but it turned out I was a molehill. <laughs> <laughs> Moguls are. are big. I'm sorry. But it did kind of it did kind of 
transition and we do think of moguls today in kind of in media whether yeah. it's music or mm -hmm. movies or or whatever recording industry but they're 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 people who are exceedingly influential exceedingly powerful and you know they can make or break careers you know mm -hmm. what i mean um i looked at some of the 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 most famous moguls like samuel goldwyn You've seen that He's name a, a lot. He's, a, He's mogul. a mogul. Also, I can't even remember the guys' names. The Warner Brothers. What were their names? James and Harry or something no like that? No clue. Warner Brothers. Do you want to know who I think of when I hear the word mogul? Who? I think of Dr. Dre. Yes. Dr. Dre's a mogul. Yeah, he yeah, is. With he's the got, Beats headphones and yep, everything. I mean, exactly. But he, you know, he's a, he's what I would consider to be a mogul. He took You his... cross over between just recording, yes. video, uh, you know, They're handful a of person. handful of different media type things, mm -hmm. and you know, but like the head of CBS Television, he oh, he's a media mogul. Eh, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah. You know, the president of um, Disney. You know, yeah, I think about yeah, president of Disney, like Ted Turner. Yeah, I think Ted of him Turner as a was a mogul because yeah. not that he's an actor or anything, but that he took movies and and TV and stuff, and he built his own empire out of that. Yeah, TBS. So, they're engaging on the TNT, business. They're engaging on the business side of celebrity. You know what I mean? So you have a, like Mark and performance. They can be performance yeah, side and be moguls, absolutely. like Dr. Dre was. Uh, they do consider Mark Wahlberg a mogul. I would too. Yeah, because he took that fame. Well, he started out, you know, Marky Mark and mm -hmm. in this band and everything. Transitioned over. But now, you know, that went into restaurants and then food and nutrition. And now and he's he partnered with his brothers, you know, and he partnered. Yeah. And so yep. they're doing a he's lot got a of health food businesses. Line right. Yeah. They they take their celebrity. They yeah, Mark, get into Mark, this. a mogul. And so I looked at, you know, how much, you know, how much money do these moguls make? More than the and molehill <laughs> folks. <laughs> And they're either multi multi millionaires or billionaires, right? So I looked up Suki, and she's worth about a million. Yeah. Which good for Suki. good on her. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, worth more than probably the vast majority of people. But the way but she not had, even, but not even close. The way she had you know so much I mean? arrogance, not understanding the word musician, and the way she just would refuse to just allow the interviewer to go. Yeah. Um. That 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 arrogance there. And that's why she said she's a mogul because she's she's in the wannabe stage. She's still in a wannabe mogul stage. Right. And yeah, that's. So that's what she calls herself. And now, here's another key thing about moguls. Okay. You never hear them call themselves moguls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fight club. That's true. <laughs> you don't the talk, first rule about being a mogul. You don't, you don't talk, talk about, about being, being a mogul. mogul. Okay, yeah. I'll yeah. go with other that. Other people call you that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's something uh, other people kind of. <laughs> give you that moniker but it really is um you know we're, we're entering into this culture where boys identify as girls girls identify as animals um you know i'm not a musician even though i make music i'm a mogul even though i'm not i mean words are becoming meaningless well and they didn't really are Suki even make that point you know i think yeah, I don't think that's ghetto. How how is thinking ghetto? Well, <laughs> because critical thinking has been just throttled in our society. Right, it's yeah. all about feelings and what yeah. you what you know in your heart to be true is yeah. therefore now true. Yeah, when communication is a one way street, you're in trouble. You really are. So I thought it was just a very interesting thing that went viral, mm -hmm. and. Uh, so let's turn it now and talk about how this relates to us as Christians, because 
we have to live, like you were talking earlier, this fits right in line with what you were talking about, Chris, with your salvage deep dive, and that we have to live as far as we are able at peace with those around us. Mm -hmm. So here we are, we're in a culture that's going, slipping really fast in that direction that Suki's going. And so how do we relate to the people around it? And how do we share our faith in a way um, oh, yeah. Did I ever even answer your question about should we share f- our faith to someone? You kind of nodded, like but I would well, love to I, have you expound on yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and uh, he- here's the reality. Don't waste your breath. Mm. You don't have somebody there that's even going to remotely receive what you if, if you can't start an interview with someone without them knocking you around, right. you know, trying to trying to get the upper hand. Mm-hmm. What what point of sharing the gospel? You know, again, There's when no you say is it possible, your question was, is it possible to share the gospel? Should the we answer try? Is, yes, okay, always. It is because possible. well, yes. Jonah, okay. you know, yep. Jonah, repent or die. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't I, trust me. He didn't do a lot of sermon prep on that. Right, one. right. And so you never want to limit God, right? Ever. You never want. But I'm just saying, common sense would say. Don't throw your pearls to swine. There you, you go. Know, now we're talking you know, about that, the Bible. Yeah. You know, if somebody is very hostile to the to the Bible, you know, you know, again, use common sense. Right. Think critically. Mm. I don't care how ghetto that is, Suki. Think yeah. critically. Exactly. It's, it's an amazing thing. But yeah, always share the gospel when you can. Uh, and I don't ever want to put limits on it, but on common sense. Somebody who's hostile to your intro mm-hmm. on your interview, I wouldn't say would be somebody who would be receptive to yeah. the gospel in that, that environment. Well, you know what? I think that's really interesting. The Just someone being hostile to what you're doing and so on. I, I think there's so many different ways, so many different directions we can go. And uh, let's bring Mike in. Because I want to talk about this some more, but let's bring him in. Oh, sure. He knows his Bible. A what do you bit. think, Mike? You've been even. <laughs> in fact, you even weighed in from the cloud. Yeah, a you guys. Well, I just was helping you with a word. Yes. Yeah, you know, graphic. 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 Right. We'd like to. Uh, right. uh, we'd like to warn our uh, our listeners that some of the show contains graphics material. <laughs> yeah. Graphics yeah. material. Right. So yeah. yeah. Yes. Subscribe on YouTube or Rumble. That's where <laughs> that's go. where yeah. you'll see yep. the, uh, the show. Otherwise yeah. you can so hear it. Thing. Yeah, oh, I thing. shot this video over to you, Mike, yeah. and, and, some and light I editing had there. some editing that yeah. had to be done. Like yeah. I said, these are not Christian in any way, shape, or form. These are sure. not people we are promoting for you to follow at all. Right. Right. But uh but it was still interesting nonetheless in yeah. a look into human the human being. And so, what are your thoughts, Mike? When well, you it was first just, thought. <laughs> well, my first thought was, um, a, and, and I don't know her, so I don't right. know her talent level because mm-hmm. she may have talent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't apparent in that short <laughs> right. clip, right? So, you know, do, is she, does she have musical talent? Is she talented? I don't know. Um, what what my fear is is that when you have a reality show, mm-hmm. and this is something that started in the MTV days when they stopped playing videos and started with their um with their reality shows. Yes. And it has not done a service to mankind. I don't think so. It just has not. Uh the exception Duck Dynasty. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> but well but, and I would go Survivor too. Oh yeah. Like, you know, oh, I mean, and Survivor fan. was the first reality we show. We could talk about that for a while. Um I think Survivor is predated by MTV. Uh, but anyway, 
What, what a lot of those. Well, MTV, when did they quit playing videos and started doing Good this? Good question. Uh, early 90s or maybe. I watched none of this. Yeah. I have no comment yeah, on yeah. any of this. So go, guys. So but here's my point. <laughs> I think you're right. I think MTV did kind of start that I craze. think so. Boy I meets, thought it was Survivor. Was it Boy Meets World? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Look, I don't think. I know. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> we can't say that's ghetto. What can yeah. we say? No, 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 no. That, no, no, no. That's, that's cornfield. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. cornfield. Yeah. So, so now that we settled all that stuff, here's my point. Yeah. Right. Is a lot of times on these reality shows, is they'll take a they'll take bizarre people uh-huh. and they'll put them on TV. Yeah, they yeah. want because people like to watch bizarre people. Yeah. yeah. And then what happens is the bizarre person gets notoriety is worth a million dollars and it might be the worst thing you could do for someone like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. And so that's my fear mm-hmm. in this case. Yep. I don't know if that's what's going on here. Yeah. She might be very talented, just very deceived. Mm-hmm. And then Chris was spot on. You know, if, if she's not going to receive what you're saying, it's very hard to reach her with the gospel. But yes, don't limit God because mm-hmm. God can break through right. with that. Right. I was reminded, um, de- it's definitely very different, but I, in Bible Idiots, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that was you who was talking to that college girl, Chris, or um, somebody. The one, uh, yeah. The one the one who started tr- coming around towards yeah. the end of the show. Uh, Emily, we were both standing there right. big, behind the camera, and we were both talking to her. But She was I, starting to think things through. You guys were Did I do that main her? interview? Uh, we, we, would, we, would, we would tag team these interviews yeah. with these folks, just having conversations <laughs> yes. with man on the street. You yeah. know? So you were reasoning with her. You were mm-hmm. asking yeah. questions, yeah. and she was starting to get curious she was Mm -hmm. starting to come around yeah Mm -hmm. now you know suki was not in that frame of mind (laughs) right could you get her to that frame of mind i don't know um and it could be one of those things where maybe it's someone else in her sphere that is a christian or becomes a christian that could then reach her right because that's why you know there's not one person preaching the gospel and everyone gets reached we're all supposed to do that because we can all reach someone different mm-hmm. someone might listen yeah. to me but not listen to right. you chris yeah. or yeah. whatever yeah did you have a thought chris? i did have a thought what do you what are you what's your thought i want my microphone to work <laughs> <laughs> i think it's working it's i hear working, you uh, call your yeah. studio producer um <laughs> i want to talk about the possibility of of uh of animosity yeah. you know being being in play here but before yeah. i do that uh for you audio listeners we we have three cameras in the studio and my camera is on some sort of yeah, we tried to find yeah, the setting it, to turn that off. It, it just it zooms on on its own. I think it follows my face. Mm-hmm. My iPad does that. Yeah. You're probably and, being spied yeah. on. Yeah. It's probably. Oh, well, Elon, is that you? <laughs> yeah. Elon. Do you have a phone? He's a mogul, by the way. <laughs> He's a mogul. Everyone listening right now who has a phone is being spied on. <laughs> so. so I want to I bring up anyway. this, and this is my question to the two of you, and we'll yes. start with you, Emily. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just switch into host of the show I for 10 it. seconds. Do it, yeah. Because um, it's been a while. Uh, I want to start with you, Emily. Do you feel like there was animosity towards Suki and the interviewer? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that was part of why she just wouldn't accept musician? It's like, 
because my my point my point is she kind of looked around the room like where her handlers were where her posse might have right, been right right like can you believe this girl right did you get that vibe too I kind of did not from Bobby not from the interviewer I thought she handled herself very very well no I and mean was from Suki to, towards right. her like she didn't like her right no I don't think that at all you don't think that no uh, I just think that it's a mindset and it's tough you know sometimes you'll meet people Chris you've met people where it's like you get a really wrong read on them and then they'll come up to you later and say hey you know yeah. I really liked what you had to say or what you know what I mean and, and you can't I remember doing a, a comedy show yeah. where we were at some sort of like American Legion type thing mm-hmm. and we were doing a fundraising comedy show and it was one of those smaller you know lower ceiling shows and it was the, the room was split in two and over on this side probably had a hundred people mm-hmm. and over on this side probably had like 70 Right. And this side was just roaring at everything that was being that I that I would say it was just it was incredible. And this side would give some good laughter. But there was like two tables right near the front mm-hmm. and particularly one guy who just sat there with his arms folded and never cracked a smile the whole time. I thought I had offended him or something. OK. And I mean, it, it burns into your head. I can right. see the guy like today. This yeah. show was, was 20 years became ago. became a distraction to you for sure. There was like four or five people that came up to me after the show to talk right, you know, right away. And when you do a really good comedy show, you're always going to get people that want to, you know, give you a high five, pat you on the back, whatever. Yeah. And he's in there and he's like the third one in line. And so when he comes when he when he gets to me, I'm expecting him to blast me. Right. And he just he just kind of half smile and he goes got to tell you, that was one of the funniest things I've I've been around in a long time. This is one of the funnest nights I've had. I'm just like, and. And I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Could you tell your face? I said that to the man. Oh, is that I what said, you said? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Emily okay. was there. I said, well, did oh, you tell funny. your face? I, I did not tell offended you. Right. Anyway. Sorry about that. Anyway, so when I watch Suki's demeanor and yeah. trying to read people, I believe that there's some animosity. There's something going on in that yeah. room yeah. where she wanted to one-up the, the interviewer. You said her name's Bobby? Yes. She, she somehow was annoyed with Bobby. Bobby had somehow offended her or or that's how that's the vibe i got mike what right. did you think yeah i mean there was some of that there, there definitely was I but there was also we'd have to go back and and re-watch it and yeah. see if you pick up on this but there's a part there's a part of that whole exchange where suki does soften yes. and and she does try to answer and she tries to cooperate it's brief really good <laughs> yeah. point really it's good point. brief but it's there so I don't know. I, or counterpoint, I, I should say. Very just, good counterpoint. I just think she's confused. Yeah. I think so too. What did I you think, Em? I think she's more confused than she is hostile, but there was a there was a level of I don't know if hostility is the word, but just yeah. um just look yeah, I'm above everyone else. Like arrogance. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I, I and said arrogance. That's a better yep. better better word. Yep. But here's the thing. Okay, so let's go back into the Bible. Um, because I'm look when you read through uh, the scriptures, particularly how Jesus responded to people and interacted mm-hmm. with people when he would meet those that were hostile to him. And they were usually, you know, the very religious Sadducees and Pharisees and so on. And, you know, they were trying to trap him. They were they would just look at him, hoping he'd say something wrong so that they could accuse him of something. And, stuff and like James that. and John had the right idea. Rain fire down on him, Lord. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's like, nah, you know, I got, I have a better idea. But he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He did not. But on the same token, there were many situations where he didn't answer them. Yeah. They'd ask a question, point, and he would Great just point. 
be silent or he would say something, you know, you should know and walk away. You know what I mean? And so there were times when Jesus would encounter people um, who were interested, but not sincerely interested. There were people that really did know, recognize who he was and wanted to follow him desperately. There were people who kind of had a, you know, eh, I don't know what that word is either. Just kind of a guy rubs me the wrong way, maybe. But then there were others that were truly hostile and did not like what he was doing. And so mm-hmm. it it's not always appropriate to engage. It's not always appropriate to let's, you know, just share the love of, you know, the, share the love of God. You know, I don't remember Jesus ever saying to the, to the Pharisees, you know, God loves you. <laughs> you know, you know he didn't. There was something about whitewashed tombs and yeah. brood of vipers is my yeah. favorite. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm just thinking in terms of when we do encounter pe- people, and I think, Mike, you had talked about this a little bit. Um, maybe there are times where you just don't. You you mm-hmm. pick up on the fact that they're hostile toward it or they don't want to hear it. And so you just take a step back. It's not on you. It's on them. And that's okay. Is that a fair thing for me to say? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely that? right. Okay. I, no, that is right. Yeah. And Chris was saying the same thing too. He's like, you know, sometimes you, you're not, you're going to be casting your pearls before swine uh-huh. and, you know, don't do that. You're wasting your time. Wasting your time. And, yeah. And, you know, this I mean, you're, what you're offering is, you know, what Jesus offered, which is the best deal in the universe, right? which is eternal life in his presence. And it starts when you accept him, not just when you get to heaven, it starts now. Right. And I mean, it's, it, and everything that goes with that and the way that he changes lives and just everything. Yeah. The, all the stuff you guys talked about at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. uh, and the hope that he brings to yeah. the world yeah. and mm-hmm. to us individually. Right. I mean, just all of those things. And so- you try to reach someone with that message and they're giving you a hard time. They're not, you know, I mean, they're just, they're, they're just kind of like, like playing ping pong. They're just hitting the ping pong ball (laughs) back at you every attempt. Finally, you're just like, okay, yeah, you know, God bless you. Have a great day. And and you can pray for them and hope that someone else in their circle or someone that they will listen to, um, is a Christian that can reach them. Yeah. Okay. So let me think, let me maybe take it down a notch. Maybe it wasn't necessarily arrogance or hostility. Could it possibly have just simply been ignorance? Like Chris, you had mentioned earlier, uh, maybe she really didn't know what that word was. You know, I she, think that's she knows what mogul is. But and I she, called it, I called it confusion, not ignorance. She was just confused about the word musician. Well, it was irrational. Right. Is my point. What she was saying was clearly irrational. Mm. And so I don't remember who the author is. Uh, I don't remember. But they were giving um, they they wrote an article about, um, you know, Jesus responding to different people and how he talked to people. Yeah. And there was a phrase in there that really stuck out in my mind. And he said, the author of this article said, reason and logic are based on the evidence around us where irrationality is based in preference and prejudice. So it's preference and prejudice. She has this idea in her head. Yeah. And she cannot get it out. And it, that's why that conversa- conversation becomes uh, irrational. And can yeah. you 
can you, you know, shock someone back into being rational or do you have to just let them go? Well, first of all, that quote was uh, Abraham Lincoln posted that on the Internet <laughs> back in the 60s. <laughs> on Facebook last week. Yeah. <laughs> it was in my Facebook memories. Yeah. Um, I, here, here's the here's the problem. The okay. problem with the question and answering the question is that no matter which way you answer it, you're both correct and you're wrong. It's like Schroeder, Schroeder's cat, Schroeder, Schroeder's, Schroeder's cat, Schroeder's cat. Of, yeah. of, of questions because yeah. you always want to share the gospel. If you are sold out for Christ, loving Jesus, you, you know, it's just like I've always preached to people, you don't need to go to a class for how to share the gospel. Just talk. Like the, one of the best gospel messages in the whole Bible is in, in John chapter nine with the mm-hmm. blind guy. Mm-hmm. You know, they call him who sinned you or your parents. The parents are like, he's of age. He can answer. And they're all about to get throttled and thrown out of the community. Mm-hmm. And finally, the guy goes, look, once I was blind, now I'm not. <laughs> that's all I know. You that's that's what I know. <laughs> yeah. I was blind. I'm not anymore. Yeah. And so you always want to try to share the gospel when and where you can. So mm-hmm. to say that you should is the right answer. To say you shouldn't is also the right answer because God tells us to have discernment. Mm -hmm. And there are many times when you you don't have permission. So sometimes you have to ask God. It's like there's a huge transient population in the city of Tucson, Arizona, and we would help them out a lot. Mm -hmm. And Mike, you were there. You lived there when we lived there. And I always... You know, no, I just don't feel. I don't feel like we're supposed to help that guy. Right. Mm-hmm. This guy, hey, hey, you got any? You got any extra, extra, extra scratch? Let's help this dude out. The spirit prompts you when right. you're sensitive to the spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the other question you want to ask yourself to answer that question of should or shouldn't you share yeah. the gospel in contentious yeah. or arrogant or confused situations, whatever you want to call it, is what is the spirit prompting you to do, and why? Why do you want to share it? Right. Do you want to share it because you want another notch on your scorecard? Mm-hmm. You know, th- that you can you can turn around and, and, and tell not only others, but yourself in your prayer time how good of a Christian you are because you share your faith? Or is it because you're heartbroken that that person is probably, if they if they die tonight, they're lost in their sins and they're going to go to hell? Right. So you're, you got to check your motivation. Why am I wanting to share the gospel with this person? That's a good point. And when you know it's from love and you know you're prompted by the Spirit, you need to be obedient and go for it. Yeah. Good, bad, or otherwise, because better to err on that side than the other. Right. But don't beat yourself up if you're sitting on an airplane next to somebody for two hours and you don't say a word and the spirit, you know, oh, I should have shared the gospel with them. No, that's not how that's not how it's supposed to work right. when you're when you're clicking on all cylinders with Jesus, when you're growing in your sanctification. He will prompt you into the right ways to be able to share it so that you don't give Christianity a black eye. Right. Okay. So uh what we share. Can we share the gospel without actually using scripture or um, can it? Well, I'm thinking of like Noah. Noah's going to Nineveh. Jonah, Jonah, not Noah. Jonah. <laughs> Jonah's going to Nineveh. Moses built the ark. Sorry, <laughs> Noah didn't Noah go to? Was it Kentucky or Tennessee? Yeah, or Noah? yeah. Noah's in okay. Kentucky. Okay. Jonah <laughs> is going to Nineveh. Forgive me. First of all, get your Bible character straight yeah, that's before right. you share the gospel. Okay, that's right. When Daniel walked around Jericho. Yep. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sorry, not going to live that one down. Peter was in the lion's den. I I mean, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. all All right. I do remember a story about a woman who drove a tent spike through someone's temple one time because you know the the. That was when Isaiah and Bathsheba got together. (laughs) Anywho, 
<laughs> Jonah. Back Jonah. to Jonah. Jonah's going to Nineveh. Uh, That's Jonah's actually going to Nineveh. accurate. And so uh, the people that have taught on that, that I've listened to, like Nineveh wasn't like, oh, well, they're going to New York City. No, they that was a awful place. Like yeah. an awful awful place and yeah. enemies and of enemies of enemies the Jews. Yeah, yeah they're enemies so enemies of anything godly it yeah. wasn't exactly like they say in veggie tales that they just slapped each other with fish it was, there was a lot more that went <laughs> i would i would in american culture i would i would i would yeah. put what jonah was asked to do would be to go to the heart of the most hardcore basic like the Congo. porn district of San Francisco and, and preach the gospel. Yeah. Or the Congo. Or, you know, in the yeah. middle of uh down with America chanting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, go to Portland. Look, everybody's like <laughs> Portland, a, lot, a lot of times, you know, in, in theological circles, there's just this vibe of like Jonah was such a wuss, you know? No, no, no. I would have, I would have wanted no. to go. He tried to run away from God. <laughs> well, you know why? <laughs> And he you know, wasn't the first one. Because you know, he had reason he if you knew, study what Nineveh really was. Because he knew God's loving kindness and he knew that they were going to repent and he didn't want them well, to. here was the thing, though. Uh, he thought they might. Here's but the they thing. were a rough folk. For yeah. some reason, God did chose Jonah uh, to go. And there yeah. was no love loss there. No. You know what I mean? Right. Um, there was no reason for Jonah to love those people or care about those people. Right. And so he goes in, but he has, and this is what I was getting back to, like, what do we share when it's hostile, when it's ugh, heavier mm. than what you even know how to deal with? He goes in there and his 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 whole message was repent or die. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was enough. just a mantra. Yeah. Uh, he walked up and down the streets, <laughs> repent or die. Well, he'd been repent in a fish for three die. days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's all bleached out. <laughs> You'd think he'd want conversation at that point. Yeah. But anyway, maybe, maybe there's something there. Maybe uh, when you do invite and you when you do encounter an environment where it's irrational or antagonistic, is it probably appropriate to just have a mantra and just stay with that mantra and just keep beating it in and and people will get it you know what i mean yeah i mean but to like to sit down and try to reason with someone who's irrational seems less likely to work to me well you know i i just keep thinking about um the street preachers around around mm -hmm. the country mm -hmm. and uh, when I had the Chris Danielson talk show on the 100,000 Water in Birmingham, mm -hmm. I actually reached out to a couple street preachers who somehow got connected with me. One of them, was, it's like an underground network of guys who go all over the country. They, I mean, they, they, they'll street preach in L.A. outside the, you know, the Academy Awards, and they'll street preach here. And I interviewed, I'm going to say nine of them, mm -hmm. seven to ten. Let's just go with right. number nine. Right. And a couple of them have reported just some great success. And these are not Ray Comfort, you know, open air preachers. These are street preachers who are, you know, sandwich board hanging, right, right. bullhorn guys. And my approach to the interviews was, why do you do this? Do you see that it can give a black eye to Christianity? Which in a lot of them, in my opinion, they do. They give a black eye to Christianity. There are some of them that, you know, they they actually have some things break through. I know I, one of the guys I interviewed had been street preaching at least once or twice a week for over seven years, and he's never seen a convert. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's not just dryness. There's something else going on there. Mm -hmm. And so what I learned through that process was this. 
the when they say, well, the word never returns void, and, mm-hmm. and they have this kind of arrogant, you know, I, I can bullhorn, repent or die, because Jonah did. There are some that have realized that that's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. And if Ray Comfort and and EZ, his his other guy, if they can get a hold of them and show them how to do open air preaching properly, there's a ton of fruit out there. Right. But they don't, a lot of them just don't, It it, it how do I put this? Yes, share the gospel, but try to have a little bit more understanding. You, when you, I remember one one street preacher guy, um, Jake and I, my son Jacob and I, were walking into Ford Field in Detroit, and we're very, wearing Vikings garb. Okay, so right away we're targets, you know. And this guy is just pounding away, and he had signs, you know, that had scripture and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's like it's Sunday. It's eleven thirty in the morning. We're going into an NFL football game. I'm not going to retain anything. I'm not going to stop. On the way out, I went to look for him, and when I found him, I, I wanted to talk to him and find out who he was. And that started my fascination with it, which led to, you know, 10 years later mm-hmm. on the Chris mm-hmm. Danielson talk show. Mm-hmm. And so we we have to be discerning as to where to share the gospel and when not to. Um, and, and just understand that sometimes standing there with a bullhorn is not the right answer. Other times, it's exactly what God's calling you to right, do. Right. How do you know the difference? Therein lies the problem. Therein lies the problem. Knowing what the difference between yeah. what's right and what's Almost right. Mike, what did you want to say? <laughs> well, Jonah knew he was called to Nineveh, and yeah, he, he rejected knew. that call, and yep. he got he he went there via Whale Express or <laughs> yeah. Fish Express. Full of omega-3s right. when he landed. Full of omega-3s. <laughs> and, and so Jonah obviously had a mandate from God to go, yes. and so, yes, his he preaching is going to be effective mm-hmm. because God right. told him to go, and God, exactly. God had the results in mind. Yeah. Um, you know, your street preacher, I'm thinking your results may vary on whether or not they're listening to God on what they're doing yeah, yeah. Or, or how. Let me add one more it. thing before you go on about the street preachers real quick, because I, I was trying to make the point and I lost my train of thought. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I would say seven out of nine, seven, six or seven out of nine. I really liked them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really believe their hearts were in the right place. Right, and right. I really believe that they were trying to serve the king the same way we're trying to serve the king with whatever we're called to do. Yeah. And so that's, I guess, where my heart kind of broke on some of the lack of results. Anyway, go ahead, Mikey. Well, and that's what I was going to say is that, you know, some of them may be called to do that. You yeah. know, they may have been, they may have that function from, from God to go and do right. and be a street right. preacher. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you know, and so then that brings me back to what Paul said is, you know, some water, some plant, some water. Yes. Great point. God gives go. the increase yeah. and you don't know yeah. what part you're playing. You don't know yeah. if you're watering. You don't know if you're planting. You don't know if you're reaping where you did not sow. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had conversations with people that I've barely met, and you'll be talking about something random, uh, uh, maybe in your Christian life, but it's just random. Mm-hmm. And you see all of a sudden their eyes just get far away, mm-hmm. and you can see them reliving some childhood thing or something in right. the past. And it's like, okay. There's a spark there. <laughs> yeah. The Holy There's, Spirit touched yeah. something, and yeah. I didn't do it. You know, right. I was just talking. Yeah. I just share in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, God does that. Yeah. And, um, you yeah, know, it, it, I don't know that, you know, I, I would, I don't know that we can force it. I guess we can, but yeah, I would say your best results are what Chris said Have earlier is listening to the Holy Spirit. Have you ever heard Michael Jr. do his uh, comedy about how some people are oversaved? 
<laughs> no, I haven't heard. You got to look up Michael Jr. and <laughs> Oversaved. Funny. Oh, it's hilarious. I know, I know Michael Jr., but I don't know. <laughs> well, it's clear that. Oh, did you want to finish, or did you have more nah, to say? I was just going to mention that you know, Oversaved people. The joke is funny because it's true. Where okay. the, the premise is is that no matter what you're talking about. Everything, um, everything then comes back to being with Jesus, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I lost my keys. Well, if you wouldn't if you had the keys to the kingdom, right, you know. Right. I mean, you just yeah. it doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> you just you constantly spin it back. Oh if you're gosh. living like that, and I don't mean in the joke of Michael Jr. That's that's an exaggeration of the truth that I'm wanting to share, and that is when you're constantly living with God on your heart in your forefront, and you're feeding on God's word, and you're spending time with Him every day. You can't help but talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. You can't help but talk about it. It's it's something that's it's naturally going to come out. It's like yeah. asking a grandparent to go to a class to learn how to share pictures of their grandchild. Yeah. It's yeah. you don't need a class. You're right. You, exactly. You, 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 see a, you just need a prompt. I have a that's grandson named Jonah. You want to see a picture? Oh wow! <laughs> Let me see. Pull that up here. Five bucks <laughs> says he's with a fish. <laughs> he's in a football uniform, I think. Oh yeah. Aww. Well, there. Well, he looks that up. I mean, it is clear that, like Chris, you were talking about. You can run across where you really kind of wonder what the motive is. There's been some weird stuff that we've encountered uh, as far as people on the street wanting to say that they're pointing to the Lord. Yeah, and and they're not. Maybe they're not. No, not maybe. They're not. Yeah, well, yeah. Not all of them, but again. Not all of them are. That's the thing. Not all of them are. I'm thinking of a couple people that you might be thinking of, too, those folks were not of the Lord. Yeah, but the the in the Bible where that woman is following, who is she following around? Paul and somebody else? Uh, or yeah, Paul and and his Paul and Silas, Silas? or Paul and Probably. Barnabas? Yeah. Barnabas, I think it was Barnabas. One of the anyway, two. she's she's following him around for like three days, saying, "Listen to these men; yes. they're pointing you to the Lord." You know, and that's and, an axe. I gotta find it. Yeah, yep, and, yep. and she and she's saying the right things, and she's following him along. But then Paul got annoyed. Paul got annoyed, (laughs) turned around, and cast a demon out of her. When he got annoyed, that wasn't very (laughs) Christ-like. I don't know if he was having this fruit of the Spirit. Made him turn around and do that. And maybe it was the fact that she was pointing to the men. Mm. These men are are showing you the way. These men, and, and I know... That's not cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they don't want to share the glory w- with God in any right. way, shape or form. And so that could have been the kicker. But there are definitely wrong motives out there. And as Christians, we need to be able to pick up on those things. And getting back to the video that we watched, there were a few things that stood out that um, I just wanted to get your feedback as far as culturally do you see our culture going this way and any thoughts as to how we can respond to that uh the first thing that stood out was just the basic was that a question for us or yeah these are things that stood out to me okay there's like three or four of them let's, I don't, I don't no let's know. hear them so have, go ahead go for so it that stood out to me and i'm just gonna throw them out there and then i want to talk about those okay. and you can you guys can tell me uh if you saw that too maybe you didn't um, and if you see that in society at large and how we should respond as Christians. The first thing that I really noticed in the video with Suki and Bobby was very little understanding of basic language. Mm. Very th- A lot of words were being thrown around and misunderstood and 
and it, and it made it and it got to the point where they they weren't even conversing. Do you think we're seeing that more and more? Do you think that's becoming common? Chris, what do you think? Yeah, um, I believe education has moved to indoctrination. Okay. And it's moved completely away from merit-based achievement. Yeah. And when you get rid of merit-based achievement and you just have indoctrination, then it's all based on feelings. And yeah. facts don't matter. It's just how do I Prejudices feel? Prejudices and My so on. fact yeah. of the facts that you all have to deal with is that today my feelings tell me that um, I want to be treated like a mogul. And you must, yeah. you must call me your highness. And if you don't, because of my godhood, you're blaspheming me. Right. And so, yeah, that's what that's what leaves us with the problems that we have. It leads to that everything being based on preference and prejudice rather than the evidence around us. Mike, what do you think? I think I found a picture of me and my Aww. my grandson Joe. Oh, he's older now. He's older now. <laughs> he's he's well. This is two three years ago. He's okay. A, he's a big strapping football yeah, player now. Yeah, okay. he's a junior. Awesome. Anyway, um, so. So don't, don't, you know, there's a shiny object. Do you want to sp spend time on that too, Mike? <laughs> Share the gospel Share like the gospel Mike shares his grandkids. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Were you able to hear Be her like question? Be like Mike. Yeah, I was able to hear the question. Which all right, is, let's hear it. I think uh, it's social media is has a big part to play in all of that. In, the, in not understanding language? And not understanding each other. Okay. And um, because of that, you know, people talk past each other instead of to each other. Mm -hmm. um, people don't listen for understanding. They... They listen for the next tweet. Yeah. Or they um, or they wait for their, their chance to talk. They're just thinking about their response. Yeah, they're just formulating yeah. their answer while right. you're talking. Education indoctrination is <laughs> or, what I said. You're going kind of you're kind of taking it to the next step. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah because um, you know, it's the it's the culture, the the social media. Um, while I do love some aspects of it, mm -hmm. um, and I have to be on it because I have clients that I help promote their stuff on there and that sort yeah. of thing. Otherwise I would probably have dropped Facebook a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But um, I do I do enjoy Twitter. I actually get a lot of news from Twitter. It's okay. called X now. <laughs> Twitter X. I'm sorry. That's right. Twitter X is what I call it. You, well, I didn't just now. And so. Um, Good thing Prince didn't name it. But, <laughs> that would have been a fiasco. But you just, you, you end up with a lot of, you meet a lot of people, friend and foe on the internet that you don't meet. You won't, you'll probably, right. you'll probably never have lunch with them. Yes. In person. Yep. And so it's this, it's sort of a pseudo, this sort of pseudo relationship mm -hmm. that, you know, there's, there's some things that are missing because mm -hmm. you're not in person. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, there's the, there's the nonverbal communication isn't there, which is a huge part of communication. Yes. Yeah. And so social media, I think, contributes a lot to this. Yeah. Um, one thing that encourages me that goes back to your question is that this clip went viral because it's still odd enough there's there's not yeah. there's not a lot of this weirdness yet. Um, I, I pray that it's not going that direction. But this was odd enough that it went viral because yeah. so I, I it was I, strange. I it was strange for ev uh, according to everyone. Right, much. right. <laughs> so we're not that far gone yet. Hopefully, not yet. Okay, very good, Chris. Do you want to add anything? To uh, that? Just opinion based on the social media aspect of Mike's answer, yes. which was brilliant. Um, opinion is supreme mm -hmm. and my opinion is supreme to everybody else's. And then if I'm, you know, if I'm being hurtful, that doesn't matter because my opinion is, you know, right. It, it's just the language has been deteriorated through social media where I can hurt anybody. I want anybody can hurt me. It doesn't matter. Keyboard warriors, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really been detrimental to the overall 
not only mental health of America and the world and Europe and everywhere else, but to the gospel, being able to spread the actual gospel, being able to share truth, being able to do critical thinking, being able to, right. you know, that's your opinion. Yeah. That, I'm glad that religion works for you. I'm glad that Jesus works for you. Um, and, and you just get discarded. It's, it's, a, it's a discountment. Mm-hmm. You just discount everybody who doesn't agree with you. I right. do the same thing. Um, we all we all are conditioned to do it. We all have prejudices and which we all have why, preferences. Which is right. why we have to have a standard, which is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing with the Word of God lately is sufficiency. Mm. It's not sufficient enough. The Bible's good. Right. Yeah, we can they use that, but more. then we got to add this, we got to add that. And my interpretation doesn't have to be your interpretation. No, the Bible is not only the authority, but it's sufficient for all things walking with Christ for our eternal life. It's It's Absolutely. complete. Yeah, Talk about, it, brother. talking about those opinions, if if things are becoming opinions, mm-hmm. all based on feelings, they're just your opinions, it ties right in to what uh, I was talking about earlier, the, the quote from the article where irrationality is based on preference and prejudice, preference and prejudice are opinions. If everything becomes just opinions... It becomes irrational. That's why culture seems to be going so irrational. I got something more for you. And more more with each day that passes. What's that? <laughs> you are so correct. <laughs> All right. The sound uh, effect is actually called correct. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just correct. a couple, just one more thing. Uh, the other thing that really stood out to me was uh, her statement that I identify who I am. I want to talk about that a little bit. Only I identify who I am. What you say is nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it's very interesting because for me, pers- I'll just give you my personal and then you guys can take it from there. Um, I don't think that's necessarily bad in and of itself. I think it's very important that people don't allow other people to put their perceptions on you if it's not accurate. You know what I mean? Don't tell me that I'm this when I'm not, I'm going to reject that because it's not true. However, if it crosses that line to where I am who I am, I'm going to identify myself as something that's not true. That's just becoming more and more and more common. And we saw it once again in this video with Suki when she says, I'm not a musician. I do music and I'm a mogul. You know what I mean? Like it's it's completely irrational. So what are your guys' thoughts on people uh, letting themselves only identify who they are? What are your thoughts on that, Chris? Um, yeah, I was going to have you go to Mike first. Oh. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. Um, it goes back to what I've been saying all along. Yeah. Uh, we are now a country of little gods, little G, and we we believe we are our own God. And because we are a God, anyone who blasphemes us needs to be punished. Mm -hmm. And this goes hand in glove with what you're talking about. When I identify, whatever I identify in, it's it's the great land of make-believe now. Right. So I want to identify as a, a six foot seven NBA player, <laughs> and you must you must treat me that way. Yeah. And again, we have capitulated to mm-hmm. the mentally deranged. Yeah. And they they why is it that only in the last ten to twelve years have has this flipped? Where psychology, psychologists, 
therapy books have all been replaced. Right. Where you can no longer call this a mental illness. Now it you has to, to be. Affirm everything. You have to affirm everything. You have to be affirming, affirming. You you can't welcome somebody unless you're affirming them in their delusion, which goes to a culture that will not be able to stand. Right. I have welcomed many different walks of life, sexual orientation folks from all different kinds of walks of life. I had some work for me at different places where I've been in uh, and and just a host of different things. We live amongst each other. But yes, we, we do. don't have to affirm them. Here's, right. the, here's the reality. And then I'll let Mike bring it home before we do right on way off. All right. The reality is, is that I just lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reality is that when we want to capitulate to people who are living in a delusional state, mm -hmm. we will find that there is no bottom to that. You got to keep going, keep going, keep going. You got to keep giving in. You got to keep giving in. And there's no there's 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 no bottom. Right. And so because we have changed the, the definition of what mental illness is, and that the only way to help them is to affirm them, mm -hmm. being welcoming and affirming, you can be welcoming without being affirming. I remember my point. Jesus Isn't there a sounder that welcomed <laughs> all of us, and ding, he never ding. affirmed any of us right. in our sin. Exactly. We weren't affirmed in our sin. We were told to leave it all behind. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to drop it all and follow him. His, his salvation is worth all of that and more. He becomes our portion. He becomes our joy. And so then we try to work out our, our salvation with fear and trembling by mm -hmm. growing in our sanctification. And that's where it comes off the rails for 90% of us yeah. most of the time. All right. Mike, what do you think about that? The statement that she made was, I identify who I say who I am. Yep. No one else can speak into that, even if they're right and I'm wrong. Yeah. Chris explained all that very well. You know, just the, the, the first lie of Satan was half God said mm -hmm. and... You will be like God. Oh, and there so, you go. Boom, boom. and there so you go. those those original lies are still around. <laughs> he hasn't changed his tactics. Um, and so, what's the antidote? The truth. Yeah. yeah. And truth has a name. Yeah. yeah. And so we preach the truth. We study our work, the our Bible, because mm -hmm. you know the, Jesus is the Word made flesh. I mean, it's all just. It's just all just knowing the truth. Yeah. What was that first quote Chris said at the beginning? Yeah. Know, know, know what God wants and obey. Yeah. It's the Spurgeon exactly. quote. Yeah. It's that simple. I mean, it's that. Uh, yeah. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. John so, MacArthur, yeah. for the only hope for this or any other society is to hear the word of the Lord and obey. And obey. Nice. All right. Let's That's move on. I think we done buried that horse. Uh, I love it, though. I don't know if an hour, a little over an hour was enough. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again. It's kind of entertaining. Talk. It was, it was very okay. interesting, and I think that there is a lot that you can pull from that, uh, understanding just what's going on And pray for us. Suki. Pray yeah, for exactly. Suki. Yeah. Exactly. And, her co and, the, and the host, too. She yes, Bobby. To and, and be a critical thinker. Thinking but, is not yes, ghetto. Yeah, yes, that, that's the, yeah, that's the clicker right there. I don't think Ponder I know. on these things. No, 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 no. Don't even go there. Don't even go there. Because even if you know that that person is wrong, um, at least you can say, okay, how did they get to that point that they're thinking that? Why do they think that? And how can I tear down that wrong logic? I mean, how can I address it? How can I 
you know, speak into that as to bring someone out of something that's not true. Right. Figure out what you believe, why you believe it, and uh, it does really matter. So anyway, right on, way off. It's that time. We'll go through this. We won't spend a whole lot of time unless you guys want to talk at length about it. Uh, the first question I'm going to throw out there. Well, it's not a question. It's a statement. I'm going to throw some statements out there. Mike. Chris, you're going to tell me whether these statements are right on or way off. Uh, the first one, I'm going to go to you, Chris. It's really difficult, so you got to pay attention. I am. I'm, okay? I'm focused. Listen very carefully. I am. This is not a quote by Suki, <laughs> but it that says this. The problem of solving a problem is not a problem, but when a problem solves a problem without any problem, then the problem is not at all a problem. <laughs> is that right on or is that way off? I see a problem. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of problems in there. I say that's right on. You do? Yeah. Okay, why? Well, because um, your dad, <laughs> of all people, okay? Uh, Emily's dad passed away in 1993. He had four girls. Emily was the youngest, and they had her because they were hoping for a boy. So guess what? Emily can bait a hook and shoot a gun just as good as anybody I've known. He's an outdoorsman. And so that meant all of his son-in-laws were very, very important to him. Mm -hmm. So him and I had a great relationship. And he told me, and he had this phrase that he would use, and he used it around us all the time. And I know you know what's coming. Mm -hmm. He used to always say, and I'm, and I know, I'm not saying he made it up, but he, right. he coined it. He used to say, the problem's not the problem. Right. The solution to the problem is the problem. Correct. And I think that you're just, your little... Uh, English mumbo jumbo there was basically that. So I'm going right on. Okay, Mike Shaw, I got to read it to you again because Good. it's a long one. Think very critically uh -huh. here. Yeah. The problem of solving a problem is not a problem. But when a problem solves a problem without any problem, then the problem is not at all a problem. That's that's right on. <laughs> that's right on. Because if the problem solves a problem without a problem, there's no problem. Isn't that what you said? Capiche? <laughs> I think that's what you said. I was trying to follow. It's like it's like I a know. double negative is a positive, but yeah. a triple negative is a negative, but a quadruple How much negative. Did that wood is chuck a positive with the problem? It's like math. It's a word. It's a. It's like a math uh, story problem. Yeah. And I loved those in school. So did you? Yeah. And so while you were reading, I was like, okay, so to subtract yeah, the problem, exactly. carry the. You know, get yeah. X to one side, do a problem on both sides, yeah. they eliminate each other. It's like it's the, not a problem. I'm right yeah. on. The the it's like the sentence buffalo, 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 buffalo. You know. <laughs> That's a sentence. That's a sentence. Wow. <laughs> You're gonna have to redo that Could one. You diagram That's that? for another show. Uh, oh, okay. I would love to do that. Do you guys wanna know who you are in agreement with? Yeah. RC Sproul. <laughs> Dr. That Seuss. <laughs> that is a quote from Kamala Harris. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I've been punked. I've been punked. She did not know what she was saying. Oh, she didn't. I think, here's my guess. Oh, okay, Kamala. my guess wow. is she probably had heard something like what Dick, what Dickie Jack always told me. Yeah, that's the, problem. the nickname for the problem. Dad. It's the solution to the problem. Uh, that's the problem. Stop. In other words, his point was stop whining about the problem. Start thinking about the solution. That's what you have to work now, on. If we if we were a fully funded show, we would have a drop of Kamala saying that <laughs> I just, somewhere I, on the internet. I just agreed with Kamala. Yeah, I want to hear it again. I want to hear it again. Now I want to hear it in the in the uh, the, yeah. the cackling voice. Go ahead. 
Let's hear I don't, it. I don't do it. Okay, no, so, no, you just read it normal. I'll, have you, I'll, I'll, do, have I'll you guys, do the translation myself. I'm you guys, in. what in the mic? You guys Google this. Yeah. Babylon B. Yeah. Has a video. Okay. Of Kamala Harris's five-year-old speechwriter. It's hilarious. Oh, okay. It is I will Google so that. good. I will Google you that. You have to Let's watch hear that. that again. Okay, now you got a picture. Okay, now this is sad because I thought this was like a <laughs> wordplay. And it turns out yeah. it's the vice president of the United States <laughs> right. of America. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because, you know, that makes a complete difference, doesn't it? Leadership doesn't matters. It? Sure does. Yeah, it does. I mean, we always joke about Joe Biden not being all there, but I mean, this is. She's got anyway. a few word salads of her own. All right, let's uh, hear it. The problem of solving a problem is not a problem. That right there is the antithesis of what my dad used to tell yeah. me. Right. Okay. okay. But when a problem solves a problem mm-hmm. without any problem, then the problem is not at all a problem. It's still right on. Yeah. She's not wrong. It's no, just that's, a, there's, that's correct. There's better ways to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I think she meant to say what we all know. If solving as... a problem with a problem is not a problem, that's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. All well, right, let's move on. It doesn't mean that there was not a problem at all. That's the But thing. the problem solved the problem with no problem. How does a problem, no problem. How does a problem solve a problem? <laughs> how do you, you solve a problem Thank like Kamala? <laughs> Here we go. We are moving on. All right. Uh, The next quote. Uh, Mike, we're going to start with you. Mm -hmm. Satan can make man dance on the brick. Uh, On the brick? uh, Let me start over. All right. Satan can make. We are kind of technically live. There's a lot of (laughs) eh, 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 like that nasally eh in a lot of these consonants or in a lot of these uh, words. So it's kind of hard to say. Satan can make man dance on the brink of hell as though <laughs> as though they were on the verge of heaven. Mm, that sounds uh, a little ominous. All right, yeah, say it again. Say it yeah. again without no hijinks. I want to hear it straight up because this is a good one. Satan right, can good. make a man dance on the brink of hell as though they were on the verge of heaven. Mm. Is that right on or is that way So on? I'm going to go way off for one technical reason. Okay. So the, the premise I think is right on. Okay. The reason why it's... <laughs> The reason why it's way off is because (laughs) Satan can't make you do anything. Your mom was right. Nobody can make you do anything. Now, what Satan does, and it's in the Bible, he'll take your desires Mm -hmm. and he'll take those desires and tempt you with them. Yeah. And then he'll take you to the edge of hell and you think that you're dancing on the edge of heaven. Yeah. Having the time of your life when you are destroying said life. Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. We will not delve any deeper. <laughs> All right, Chris, what do you think? Satan can make a man dance on the brink of hell as though he were on the verge of heaven. Is that right on or is that way off? That is right on until the music stops. Until the music yeah. stops. Yeah. See, here's the thing about, about what Satan does when he has you feeling that way when you're right on the brink of hell is that God brings things like hangovers, <laughs> brings yeah. things like... <laughs> 
uh, physical problems mm-hmm. when you're, you're a drug user or, you know, mm-hmm. emotional, mental problems if you're sexually deviant. I mean, God won't be mocked. Right. But there is a, a, a phrase in the scriptures that says sin is pleasurable for a season. For yep. a season, yeah. So in that season, you will dance on the on the uh, the doorstep of hell thinking that you're having the, you're the best time. Yeah. Yep, and then fine. that's where the conviction comes in. And usually people have to hit rock bottom and they realize, look, there's always a hangover after a night of party and and you know, I you know you you've got to deal with that. That's just a metaphor. Yeah. You know, the hangover. Exactly. Not, I'm not talking about just alcoholism. Right. Okay? Right. Um, but that hangover creates then this this desire to want to have a better life. My yeah. life is my life is not what it was. The consequences, and yeah. then that also leads to false conversion. True, hear me out. Yep, people will then come to Jesus because they want their pain to stop because they realize that they have been deceived all yeah. along on the party lifestyle or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know the the greed lifestyle, the sexual deviant lifestyle. And so when Jesus heals them, he becomes their all in all if they have an authentic conversion coming out of right, that. Right. But it also can be, I'm just adding Jesus because, I mean, how many people ever ever drank, uh, especially when you were younger, and you are in the middle of laying in a somebody's front yard, having thrown up three or four times, saying, God, if you get me out of this, I'll never drink again. Yeah, you start bargaining with God. Until yeah. I forget next Friday rolls yeah. around. Yeah, exactly. I told you not to ask me yeah. how I knew this. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you can and, use... And so, yeah, you get into that you get into that bargaining with God kind yeah. of thing, and that leads to false conversion. But what I'm saying is, is that God won't be mocked. So, yeah, yeah, Satan does that in the Bible, bears that out. He gives you pleasure and sin for a season. And our and our prayer for those who are walking that way is that that season would be up and that they would finally recognize their sin, their need of a savior. And then, yeah. There you go. All right. That was Charles Spurgeon. So it's right on. Um, Yeah. I, hey, you're actually ahead of Mike this time. I still like my technicality. Yeah. (laughs) I think my technicality is correct. I think it's correct. You you put your little technicalities (laughs) out there and then. You say stuff like that make that it right totally on. Agree yeah, with I, I know, I know, I know. I know it's mostly right <laughs> on. It was just a little technicality. You did say that. Satan so doesn't make a, you. You're just a little bit wrong. There. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, that was Charles Spurgeon, and I and I think a lot about um, like false teachers and when and in the Bible when it talks about many yeah. will say, Lord, Lord, hello, yeah. didn't we do all these things in your name? And and he's like, I don't know you. And so there is a Matthew very seven. real aspect to that. That is Charles Spurgeon. All right. The last also, book. Matthew 25 with the uh, yeah. bridesmaids. Yeah. It's the same yes. message. Yeah. You know, yep. remember, five bridesmaids had lamps. They had an invitation. They just didn't yeah. have the oil. Exactly. And then the bridegroom said, step off. Yeah. Don't Even right. the least of these. Uh, yeah. Continuing yeah. in Matthew 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. Hit us. All right. The last one. We'll start with you, Chris. Uh, many people go around fretting. That the church is in peril, but God's church isn't in trouble. Man's is. What do you think about that statement? Man's what is? Man's church. Yeah. No, Many I'm, people I'm, go around fretting that the church is in peril, but God's church isn't in trouble. Man's is. What do you think about that? Uh, uh, That's a hard one. God's church is not in trouble. Man's is. Correct. I'm right on. Okay. Yeah, Jesus said that uh, nothing's going to stop his church. Yeah. And I take him at his word. So that's true. I'm right on. Uh, Does it always look pretty? No. Um, Does that mean that uh, the the local fellowship that you go to is not going to implode? No. Um, But the church of Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ, 
will be presented on that day in his glory. Mm -hmm. And all I know is that I'm going to be in that party. I'm going to be in that posse. I'm going to party in the new Jerusalem where there is no hangover. There is no more uh, tears. There is there, there because is no... gluttony will no longer exist. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be his glory. Look yeah. up Revelation 19, and that's the risen Christ that you are going to be worshiping with. So I'm, I guess, right on. All right. Mike, what do you think about that statement? You need me to read it again? Yeah, I got the song going off my head. Oh, when the saints go yeah. marching in. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I appreciate yeah, it. I do what I can. I can't top Chris's answer. I mean, he hit all the points I would. So it is absolutely right on. Okay. And on Peter's confession that Jesus is Lord, then Jesus built his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Yes. And That's so, the quote. I and, love that. And so, of course, man's church is in trouble. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's a counterfeit out there or if there's, um, you know, if... There's a lot Je of counterfeit. Jesus said, there. "If you if 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 he doesn't build the house, then you build it in vain. Mm -hmm. So don't build your own house. Yeah, make sure you're working in partnership with God through His Son Jesus. Yeah, and things will go well. Um, if you're doing it in your own strength, then then there's probably trouble ahead. Right. right, and you have to remember that God's not a pragmatic God. Like good things are happening to me, so God's happy with me. Bad things are happening to me, so now." God hates me. Like, that's not how he operates at all. Or he's got a lot of apologizing to do to people like Job, you or know? John the Baptist, whose head was on a platter. <laughs> exactly, eating locusts and honey. Hello. He's John the, the Baptist, uh, Jesus called him the greatest, greatest born of a woman. Yes. Yeah, the greatest. Yeah, the greatest. In the kingdom. So we got to get that. We got to yeah. get that out of our heads and just remember that God is allowing things to come into our lives, good, bad or otherwise, because he wants to show us something, teach us something about who he is. And I saw a quote the other day that fits so perfectly into this. Uh, it said, uh, it looks like everything's falling apart but the reality is everything's falling into place. Ooh. Fear not. These things must come to pass. But I don't want Stay them to, strong. Lord. I don't either. But I hey, don't like it. The reward's going to be great. The reward is going to be great. And our reward is Christ Jesus himself. Uh, I think that's going to do it for the show. What You got any final thoughts, Chris? Yeah. Uh, I would encourage people to help us with our goal of just trying to let God lead. And uh, help us financially at awesome. FreshRoadMedia.com. If you can afford $50, throw it on there, please. Right. It's safe and secure. If you can stand with us monthly on a $25 to $30 a month, uh, basically Emily and Mike are like missionaries. And this is like missionary support. That's Dr. what Livingston? it goes for. <laughs> yeah. And we're trying to share the gospel. We're trying to keep, keep doing something uh, in this way. And so we are not going to try to strategize. So tiring of seeing people who... You know, when they run their ministry, they run it as a business when that suits them, and they run it as a ministry when that suits them. And it's like, if you want God to build the, you know, the, whatever you got going on, then let him do it. Mm -hmm. Come alongside where God is working and do your best. Yeah. Our calling is to just not bury our talents in the dirt and just to keep being faithful, putting out what we're putting out. All and right. um, it can't be done for free, unfortunately. Um, I wish it could be, oh, how but I it wish. can't. And yeah. right now there are a handful of some really cool folks who are standing with this. Uh, making it possible. Making it yeah. possible, but but like by the skin of our teeth. So mm -hmm. we could use you. Yeah. When I say we, I mean the Fresh Road Media team. I'm the pastor of Fresh Encounter Church, and Fresh Encounter Church is growing another packed house yesterday. 
And it's because we're sharing the truth. And our worship team, our worship band is singing from their heart. It's just, it's, you know, Mike Shaw yesterday used to, you know, I had another guy say it was one of the best worship services from start to finish he's ever been at. Well, and, and don't forget the furnace room. Yes. Our prayer, our prayer team is, is just, you know, doing some prayer incredible team. things. Well, <laughs> it, it, there's a group I, I of people wanna... that get together and pray for that service every week. Yes. And no one can deny that the, that, that that's God not making a difference. Yeah. Good. Yes. So we're going all in with God to do this. And th- that means he's going to lay stuff on people's hearts, just like you listening or watching to say, you know what? I, I got some, something I can help out with. And and trust me, there's not a dollar figure too large that, <laughs> that we couldn't use in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. All right, Mikey, I'm done. You're up. Uh, now go. And no, no, go now, and do likewise. Now go and do likewise. No, you get three. You what? get three. You've used it three times. I, we need something real. Wait. What do you want to say to the people that just spent an hour with you? He always, always on final thoughts, go and do likewise. Now it's go funny. And do likewise. It's funny. It was funny the it's second time. Funny. Yeah. Third time I smirked. Now it's like, dude. All right, what do you want to say? I didn't say? know there was a rule book about three times. <laughs> I just gave it to oh you. Oh, my I gosh, you just it. made that up. We will be voting on this at the next meeting. You <laughs> more, you've got more to yeah. say, Mike. I know yeah. you've got more to say. Just from the heart, Mike, what do oh you want to say to the people that spend every week with you? <laughs> well, I mean, thank you so much for tuning in. And there for, you go. And for staying this long in the yeah. show. And yeah. You know, um, I was talking, we have a Bible study on Wednesday nights, and I was talking to some people that listen to the show and it was really cool uh, to to talk to them about what we talked about, the three of us. Yeah. Nice. And, you know, they enjoyed it. And then we got to expound more on the points that we made. And yeah. I mean, it's just fellowship of the body yeah. of yeah. Christ. And I mean, iron sharpens iron. I, exactly. It's yeah. like, you know, and the three of us get together and we have a good time. We do. And that was the comment that I had. You guys have such a good time. It's like, yeah, we've really... Do have a good time, yeah. Um, but when at the same doing time, what God, you know, what God's given you talent and calling to do, yeah, it's and, well with you. And we're talking about God's stuff, and yeah. and then you know, from that, you know, from the show being out there, then we get to talk about more God stuff with more yeah. people, and yeah, and I mean, that's kind of the point. That's um, you know, when like Chris said it earlier, you know, when you have this inside.